And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, what we're going to do is we're going to take a step back in time. We're going to get in, into our time machine. Actually, we don't even need the time machine on today's show. All we need is a television. So what am I getting at? I'm getting at that as a retired person, I have more time on my hands than probably you have on your hands. So there are times when I deal with something called boredom. Yeah. Now, my kind of boredom is better than your kind of boredom because my kind of boredom, I can do anything that I want in order to remedy the boredom. But your kind of boredom may be situational. Your boredom may have to do with the fact that you're sitting at a job and you can't necessarily remedy the boredom at the job because the job is creating the boredom, right? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? All right. So, so what's this got to do with me sitting in front of a television? Well, TV, as you and I know, has been around for, for quite a while. I, when, when I was born, TV was already in existence. Now, we didn't have color TV. We had black and white TV back in the day, and then eventually color TV came out, and then now, of course, we have what? High-definition TVs, and we have TVs that can connect to the Internet, and you have these apps where you can watch TV. You can watch specific channels. You can, there's, 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 it's information overload when it comes to the TV. Now, now let, me, let me take you back. I was in high school in years 1979 to 1982. I'm, I'm a graduate of Las Vegas High School in the year of 1982. Now, in 1982, I lived in a place called Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where I was born and raised. Yeah, I was, I was raised with a paradise in one hand and a slot machine handle in the other. No, I'm kidding. No, because you can't gamble in Las Vegas until you're 21 years of age. And even back in the day, they took that very seriously. They took it very seriously. So I didn't, I didn't do any gambling. So what, what does a kid do growing up in Las Vegas when you can't go partake in all the things that people come to Las Vegas for? Well, you watch TV. That's what you do. You watch TV. Now, some of you would say, well, why don't you go outside and play? Well, it's 120 degrees outside in the summertime. Would you like to go out and play in 120 degrees? No, I thought not. So I, I did spend a lot of my time indoors in the air conditioning. I, actually, we didn't have an air conditioner. We had something called a, a swamp cooler, which worked really great until it was about 95 degrees out. And then beyond that, it became kind of worthless. But we still ran it because we had it. And it's, you know, it was as modern as we were back in the 1980s. But let me get back to that television, that, that boob tube, if you will. That television provided me something called entertainment. It did. It provided me an opportunity to, to reach into different parts of the world and get whatever somebody else wanted to present to me, presented to me. Now, in Las Vegas, Nevada, we were the recipients of not one, not two, not three, not four, but a whopping five, five different television channels. We had we had the major networks. We had ABC, NBC, and CBS. We also had PBS. And then we had a local channel, uh, which is still there. It's Channel 5 in Las Vegas, Nevada. So if you watch Channel 5 in Las Vegas, Nevada, shout out to all you guys that, that do that. Um, but the amazing thing that happened to me 
in that time period when I was in high school is that we got a sixth channel. It was like a game changer. It was like all of a sudden we just we just our our ability to be entertained just went up like 18 percent. And you know what it was? It was a music video channel. Now, it's not the one you're thinking about. Not not the video was supposed to or radio. Was, how's that go? Uh, video killed the radio star. Yeah. Isn't that what MTV started out with? Yeah. Wasn't that the first song they played? And where's MTV now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Where's MTV now? They're no longer what they were back in the 1980s. Now, let me get back to the, the TV set that I was watching. Now, we didn't get MTV. And the reason we didn't get MTV is because, well, we didn't have cable. We didn't pay for cable. You have to understand, I came from very meager existence and the the thought of a cable bill was just a bridge too far for our household. So we, re- we relied on over the air free TV. So we got this, this, I don't know, off brand music channel, but at least we got a sixth channel. And I thought, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm growing up. The world is growing up around me. This is, this is pretty cool. Things are getting better in Las Vegas, Nevada. So what does all of this backstory have to do with today's show? Everything. It has everything to do with today's show. Because back in the 1980s, there was a guy by the name of Johnny Carson that was on late night TV. And when I was in high school, we would have water cooler. Now, we didn't have a water cooler in my high school, but we had water cooler type conversations. And we'd always talk about, you know, what happened on late night TV. And of course, what was the late night TV that everybody watched? It was The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And watching that show transition over time and become something a little different as time went on. What does this have to do with today's radio show? Last week, as I was sitting in front of my new and improved boob tube that has, I don't know, a bazillion different channels on it, I came across something called, now get this, the Johnny Carson channel. There is a channel out there that's dedicated to Johnny Carson. And I guess it's the Johnny Carson, the Johnny Carson Foundation supports it. And it's 24-7 of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And I really loved the Johnny Carson show. I just loved how Johnny interacted with Ed and Doc and the whole gang would get along. And it was just it was like being a part of the team. Right. I mean, those of you that were alive at the time and watched the Johnny Carson show, wasn't that what it felt like to you? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So you, you kind of feel like you're a part of the thing, right? So Johnny brings on all kinds of different guests. And, and these guests come from all walks of life, all types of professions, all types of experience, all types of it, it's, it's a microcosm of the world that we lived in back in the day. And Johnny Carson would bring these people onto the show. So this particular show that I watched last week happened to be set in 1981. I think it was a show from the summertime of 1981. I didn't quite catch the month, but I caught the year. And I'm watching the show, and, and I'm watching, I don't know, he, he brings on a monkey, you know, and there's, there's fun stuff going on with the monkey. And then he brings on, uh, Mel Brooks was on the show, and Mel Brooks was just as funny then as he is now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is now, oh, forget the Mel, Mel Brooks comment. Mel Brooks was just plain funny. Mel Brooks was just plain Mel Brooks. And and then I'm thinking, okay, it's getting towards the end of the show. Johnny usually brings on somebody that's always a little bit different than the other guests. And what does he bring on? He brings on somebody who is a financial 
planner. Now, I didn't catch the gentleman's name, but I would assume if he's on the Johnny Carson show back in the 1980s, he was probably all that and a bag of chips, right? So they brought this financial planner onto the show and and Johnny was talking to him about, you know, retirement and saving for retirement and what should you do and what's the best retirement vehicle out there. And you know what the financial planner told him? He said, you should have all of your money in a savings account. That's what he said. He said, he said, you should have all of your money in a savings account. And I was kind of taken back. And I thought that is probably the worst advice anybody could give anybody is to put your money into a savings account. Because I, I know what savings accounts pay. And I know historically what savings accounts have paid. And for a long time, they didn't pay like anything. Really, I mean, you just put your money there so that, you know, you didn't run the risk of putting it in a jar in your backyard and forgetting where you dug the hole. Yeah, you put your money in the bank instead, right? Okay, so I had to take a step back and I had to realize what was going on in 1981. Now, now keep in mind, again, I have to remind you, I was in high school, so it was all about, for me, you know, going to class, trying to be the big man on campus. Uh, I was involved with athletics. I was involved with academic stuff. Uh, I had a pretty full schedule. I kept myself very engaged in all the different things that I was doing, and I really didn't pay too much attention to what was going on in the world around me. But what was going on in the world around me was we were coming out of a period of very high inflation, very high inflation. And we were actually moving into a period of even greater inflation. And back in the 1980s, the government was trying to put the kibosh on inflation. And you know what they did? They did the same thing that they've been doing lately. They jacked the interest rates up. They went up really, really high. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at the effective federal funds rate from July 1st of 1981. Now, what is this effective federal funds rate? This is the, what we call the discount rate. This is the, the rate that banks pay to the fed to obtain money. And back in July of 1981, they were paying. Now, are you sitting down? You need to be sitting down because I'm going to hit you with a big number. 19.04% interest for the discount rate. So what does that translate into a savings account rate for you or for me? Well, chances are, if you had your money in a savings account, you were probably getting 19% or somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on how you had your money put into that savings account and what rate of return you had negotiated with the bank or what they told you they were going to pay you. That was the rate that you received. So I can understand why Johnny Carson would have a financial planner come onto his show and elaborate on you need to have your money in a savings account because savings accounts were returning a massive amount of return. 19% rate of return on a savings account. Well, I'll just tell you, I'm almost 60 years of age and in my lifetime, I have not seen interest rates that high since 1981 that was the last time the interest rates were way up there at like 19 20 21 percent after that time period interest rates started to come back down they came back down they got to a more equalized level if you will now if you go to a year let's say 
I don't know, let's pick a year and call it 1986. And the reason I'm picking 1986 is because I graduated from college in 1986. So what was going on with the interest rates in 1986? They had dropped down to less than 6%. So in a period of what, five years, about five years, interest rates had moved from 19 plus percent down to less than 6% rate. So here's the question I have for you. Put yourself in the shoes of you at a younger age. And let's say you were sitting in 1981 watching your old style TV show, the Johnny Carson show. And on that TV set, you saw this financial planner telling you that the best way to invest is to put your money into a savings account. And let's say you did that and you're getting that 19% rate of return and you left your money in that savings account. You took the wisdom from somebody that you saw on TV and you felt that this is the way to financial freedom. I'll keep my money in the savings account and I will obtain financial freedom. But here's the problem. Those of you that know about the future value of money know that if the interest rate is declining, which the interest rate has done ever since 1981 up until about about a year and a half ago, the interest rates went from that that high of like almost 20 percent down to a ridiculously low rate of about 0.05% effective April of 2020. You would be in a world of hurt if you were my age now. And here's why. Over the years, you would have effectively lost money on your return because the amount of money that you were putting into the savings account would not return as much money in a future value rate. As a result of that, you would not be on track to retirement. Now, I tried and I, I tried to do the research on this and I failed. I'm just going to tell you, I failed on the research because I don't think anybody has been able to crack the research on this, or at least I haven't found the research. But I have found that the, if you had just kept your money in the savings accounts, you might be bust today. You might be in a world of hurt. You'd be sitting with a lot of money that isn't really worth a lot to you. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about the future. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you are going to find that the marketplace is changing and it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you, but some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one. Join us for the free online workshop, and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Again, that's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm taking you all the way back to the 1980s to a, to a Johnny Carson show that I watched over the weekend that presented to me information from a financial planner that had I been watching the show and paying attention, I'm sure I, I may have watched the show when I was a kid, I just don't remember it, or it may have been an episode that I that I missed because I only would watch it on Friday nights because it came out at 1130 at night and, you know, school started at like seven o'clock for me. So, you know, I, I couldn't stay up till 1130 every night except on the weekends. All right. But enough on that. The financial planner that came out of the show basically said the best investment that anyone should make is in savings accounts. So when I did the historical research of what savings accounts have done, what I have found is that savings accounts have been paying diminished rates of return since that broadcast in 1981. And it got to a really bad place right around the time period of, say, 2008, when the interest rates were down as low as one-tenth of a percent. They were very, very low. So if you were, if you were putting money into a savings account, and hoping that the savings account would re would grow, that w it would create a return on investment for you, effectively what was happening is you were probably losing money. It has to do with a little thing called inflation. The fact that those dollars that you put in in 1981 don't buy the same amount of product, goods, or services in 2023 or whatever year you happen to be listening to the show. It just, it just doesn't happen. If you look at what the cost of things have been over the last two years, the cost of everything has gone up dramatically. Now, the interest rates went up, but why did the interest rates go up? It was the government trying to manipulate the economy. It's the government trying to do what they did all the way back in the 1980s to try and curb inflation. All we're doing right now in the United States of America is we're going back to the Jimmy Carter slash Ronald Reagan playbook, and we're, we're kind of addressing what Paul Volcker did back in the day, but we haven't been as drastic, nor have interest rates been as, as crazy, nor has the inflation rate been as crazy as what I lived through back in the 1970s and the 1980s. But most of it was lost on me because I was, I was an adolescent or I was a teenager. And I was worried about me and I was worried about going to school. But had I taken the advice of that financial planner and just put my money into savings, I would probably be behind the game today. Now, I didn't listen to that financial planner. Part of the reason I didn't listen to the financial planner was I didn't see the show. And more importantly, I was young. I didn't have any money. I mean, retirement to me, as I'm leaving high school, getting ready to go to college, Retirement to me is something way, 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 way in the distant future that I need to deal with. It's not something that I need to deal with in today's day and age. So I didn't deal with it. But remember at the beginning of the show, I referenced MTV. When MTV came onto the airways, the, the first video that they played was Video Killed the Radio Star, right? Because they were trying to make a statement. They were making a point that all of a sudden music has transitioned from just an audio-only format into a audio-video format, and that new format was going to overtake the audio format. So what happened? What happened in today's day and age? Well, just look at MTV. MTV changed. It changed. MTV is no longer the 24-7 music video station that it started out to be back in the 1980s. 
it is a completely different format. Now, it still exists, but it adjusted, it modified itself in order to stay in business, to meet the demands of its customers, if you will. So what has this got to do with you? Well, if you were alive back in the 1980s, about the time when this Johnny Carson show aired, let me tell you about what was going on in the financial world that maybe you're not aware of. There was a little thing called the 401k that went into law. It went into law in 1980, and it became the law that you could utilize the 401k as an investment vehicle. So what happened? What happened? In 1982, people started investing in the 401k. The 401k became the new and improved investment vehicle. It was the concept that if you put your money in the stock market, you would have more control over it. Because if your money was just sitting in a savings account, you didn't have any control over the interest rate that that savings account made. It was just one product, one result, right? But if you put your money into a 401k, that 401k could invest in stocks. And if the stock picker was doing their job effectively, you would start making greater returns on investment. So when the 401k came out, a lot of people jumped at it. They jumped at it because they saw it as a, a solution to what was happening to their money sitting in savings accounts because effectively by 1982, that interest rate had dropped from that almost 20% down to like 9.7%. Its future path would cause interest rates to continue to go lower. So what am I getting at? Well, a lot of people changed their financial strategy. They, they moved from savings accounts into the 401k. And part of the reason some people went for the 401k was because a lot of companies were no longer offering pensions. And a lot of organizations really enjoyed it because they were able to transition their employees that were not currently on pensions over to a 401k type of product. And what that did for the organization is it took the burden of paying for that pension off of the organization and it put the burden on the employee. Well, you're in the 401k. You've, you've been told that there are people that are smarter than you that analyze these stocks. They're going to pick the right stocks and they're going to put the right stocks in your portfolio. Our employers are going to help us with this thing. As a matter of fact, they might even give us additional money to help us achieve retirement. So what happens? Everybody piles on. Let me take you back to what was going on in the 1980s. I'm going to take you to a day called Black Monday. It's October 19th of 1987. It's the infamous stock market crash that represented the greatest one-day percentage decline in U.S. stock market history, culminating in a bear market after a more than 20% plunge in the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now, what was going on back then was... We were doing electronic trading. Yes, back in the 80s, they were doing electronic trading. And you know what? It tripped. It started falling. The stock market got to a place in 1987 it could not sustain. It fell. And then it kind of came back a little bit. And then what happened on October 13th? I should say Friday, October 13th, 1989. 
another crash. And what has the stock market done since that time? There have been repeated crashes of the stock market. The latest one being February 16th of 2022 as a reaction of, on upcoming Russian invasion in Ukraine in just four trading days, the MOEX index fell 43.58%. What I'm trying to explain to you is that if you're getting your investing advice from people that go on the Johnny Carson show, it's probably as good as the time period of that advice. You need to find a way to invest your money that will protect you. Now, had you put your money in the stock market back in 1982 and the stock market didn't go through like a myriad of crashes, you would be sitting in financial nirvana right now. Even if the stock market only gained 10% per year, you would be doing very well because those of us that learned about compounded interest, we understand how that compounding works. But unfortunately, when the stock market implodes, it implodes on you. And it erodes a bunch of value that you have created in your stock trading because now you've bought into stocks that are losing value. So they've erased all the gains of the stocks that actually made you money. So what does that do for you? It keeps you limping along at maybe, maybe a 7 to 8% growth rate year over year. Can you retire on 7 to 8%? Well, maybe yes, as long as you're interested in a meager retirement. All of my research indicates that when you try and figure out what people are informed about with regards to investing modalities, here's what you're taught. The 401k, the IRA, and if you don't want to do those or if you can't do those things, then you can invest in stocks and you might get a 10% return on investment on average before adjusting for inflation. You can invest in bonds and high quality bonds might pay you 3 to 6%. Or you can stay in cash or buy treasury bills. And historically, their returns have been about 1% to 3%. It's mediocrity, folks. I'm telling you, it's mediocrity. On this show, I have not talked about real estate yet. But I'm going to right now. Because here is a real estate asset that just crossed my desk over the weekend. While I was watching the Johnny Carson show, this particular investment opportunity showed up. And you know what this opportunity does for me? This opportunity is poised to pr provide to me an 87% return on investment after year one. 87% return after year, year one. If I hold the investment for five years, my ultimate rate of return turns out to be 242% over five years. I'm talking about a real estate asset. I'm talking about a simple property in the great state of Georgia that you can buy for 58 cents on the dollar. You can drop some money into it. You can fix it up. You can breathe new life into this asset, and then you can put it back into service as clean, functional workforce housing. And you will find that there is somebody out there that is looking for a great place to live. And they're willing to trade you one third of what they earn in order to live there. This is how we make money in real estate. We make money not only by the fact that our equities are increasing. That's how you make money in the stock market, by the way. It's with equities. But we also make money with regards to cash flow. See, our assets provide us cash flow. And that cash flow does not go into some government-controlled savings account called a 401k or an IRA. That cash flow comes directly to us. 
And that cash flow is protected against taxation by the depreciation that the government requires us to take. They actually require us to take a tax write-off against the income. It's a pretty cool thing. So what does that do for us? It provides us a stream of income that we can use to pay our bills with. It provides us a stream of equity growth that allows us to increase the amount of money that we're earning in the asset when we sell the asset at a higher future value. This is how we do it in real estate, folks. And I'm not even going to get into the mechanics of this particular deal. Just know, just know in the particular deal that I'm looking at, it's a 21% rate of return just on the cash on cash. Just on the cash on cash, 21%. You're not getting 21% in what you're investing in. Now, what about the equity capture on this particular asset? That's 141% return on capital gains. You will buy this asset. You will capture a ton of money in this asset to the tune of $48,500. It's the difference between your all-in cost at the wholesale rate and what the actual asset is worth in the retail market. That's additional equity in the property that you obtain that you didn't have to buy. You didn't have to pay any money for. This is how we make these great returns on investment. This is how people get themselves to a place of retirement in five years or less as a Lifestyles Unlimited member. This is how you can do it too. I have just given you the secret to success. And you didn't have to turn on the late night show to get it. All you had to do was turn on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show and listen to me for a half an hour. And amazingly, look what you got. You got the secret to success, the secret to your financial stability. And all you have to do to cash in is go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.